No doubt you've heard the term breadcrumbing. When the cluster B feels like you're maybe pulling away, maybe you're not fully invested in them, they throw you a breadcrumb. But remember, what they do is not for you. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. wanted to start off with a paragraph of, that I read the other day online, which I think might resonate with you. It did resonate with me. And again, this centers around a narcissist, but I do see a lot of familiarity between narcissism and borderline. They, the two kind of blur together. Frequently people misdiagnose you. They may say you're a narcissist, but actually you're a borderline, or you may be a narcissist with borderline tendencies or borderline with narcissist tendencies. Again, folks, it doesn't matter if these people are causing you emotional harm and pain. It doesn't matter who they are and what they are. It's just not a good situation, but I wanted to read this to you because I think it rings true. So listen carefully, the narcissist, and it could be a cluster B does not love you and you don't even love the narcissist because the person you fell in love with or want to love, if the narcissistic personality in your life is a parent, friend, or sibling does not exist. It just doesn't exist. The person you fell in love with was a mask. It was a reflection of what you wanted and what you are. You essentially fell in love with yourself because the narcissist was only reflecting your own wants and good qualities back to you in order to snare you. The real person is what is described here, a vicious, abusive, empty shell that needs constant sustenance, support, and domination to exist. Think about it. This could be applicable to a cluster B BPD or narcissist, it doesn't matter. What they do is not for you. They are always setting hurdles. My wife of 21 years, or basically 20 years, but 21 years of being in a relationship, almost 22, is always setting hurdles, always setting the bar higher. If you do this, I'll do that. If you do this for me, I'll do that. It's always a you know, you have to do something for them and then maybe they'll do something for you. And inherently when they do something for you, it's either to show off to other people how wonderful they are. If that's a narcissist showing them that, look at me, I'm a fantastic person. Then of course, behind closed doors, they're a monster or you owe them something, or they feel like maybe you're starting to pull away So maybe they're going to make just a little bit of effort, a breadcrumb, as we call it in the business. They will breadcrumb you. They'll show you a little affection. They'll give you a little high. Because remember, in previous podcasts, I've talked about this addiction that we have to our cluster B. It is an addiction on our side as well. It's like we feel like we can't live without these people. Because it's a never-ending quest for their adoration, for their acceptance of us, for them to see us. We're always tap dancing as fast as we can. That's why a lot of us go back even when we shouldn't, even when we know it is not good. Even then, when we come out of the fog, look at me, fully out of the fog, fully 
fully aware of the circumstance I'm in, and yet I am still here, still enduring the same thing, still seeing now for the very first time through a clear lens, not through this fog, seeing who my wife really is. And yet I'm still here. So it doesn't make me any better. I'm not sitting on a pedestal here saying that you're a bad person, that you endure the continued neglect, the continued abuse, the continued dysfunction of your relationship. I do the same. But I can now look at it from a very neutral perspective and I can be very aware of the fact that this is not a normal relationship and this is why I can do these podcasts. I'm not going to sit here and burst into tears and say, woe is me. I'm not going to play the victim because I'm not. I'm a survivor and that's what you are. But you have to accept that. So many people, for some reason find themselves saying, you know, I I just have to go back to this person. Maybe they're going to be different. They won't be. Maybe they'll go back to what they were. They won't. Please understand that. So if you're willing to accept the circumstance that is your relationship and it each relationship is different, it all has its own different dysfunction, its own form of abuse You know, if you think about and if you're living in this reminiscent world of what it was, then you're no different than they are. You're just as delusional. I hate to say it, but it's true. I have to be honest that when I look back on my 20 years with my wife, I am hard pressed to find any time outside of the luminary period when we were dating to find any time that I can sit back and say, you know what? That was a wonderful time. That was, that was great. I remember this time. I remember that time. I don't. That's really sad. I remember bad times. I have triggers. But I don't remember, you know, having this deep, intimate, loving relationship. So maybe I'm different. Maybe my situation is different than yours. Maybe you do remember situations in, in which you believe your cluster B actually was showing you signs of love. Was it really love? Remember, they don't have the capacity to truly love in a mature fashion. Their love is infantile, if any. It's very childish love. And it's very quickly taken away from you. That's not love. When you love somebody, you can see them through good and bad. The constant discarding, the devaluing is not love. When somebody's constantly finding fault in you and making you aware of that, constantly gaslighting you into believing what they believe is the truth, making you doubt your own sanity, that's not love. And I think we misinterpret things. And I know that if my wife ever came back to the bedroom, if my wife was ever loving to me, it would not be sustainable. You know, we, we look at relationships of people that have a sustained love. It's a wonderful thing, but you don't have that. And neither do I, because otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. They don't have the ability. And we're talking about narcissists and we're talking about 
borderlines. We're talking about anybody in the cluster B family. They cannot sustain love. It is not possible for them to do that, even if they find it. And that's why it's a constant search. That's why they move on to other relationships and they replay the same scenario over and over and over again because they simply cannot find what they're looking for because they don't know their own sense of self. They're always reinventing themselves for other people. And that's exactly what my wife did. That's exactly what your cluster B did. They mirrored back your good qualities, what you wanted in the relationship. They pay very, very close attention, especially narcissists. When they're asking you a million questions about yourself, they are learning, they are building their own internal profile so they can become you. And what they do is not for you. They're doing it for themselves. They're doing it to fill themselves because they are an empty vessel. This is like a horror movie. Think about it. It's a horror movie. It really is. It's like a zombie. It's like somebody like a vampire sucking the lifeblood out of you and becoming whole again. That's what these people do. And we don't realize it as victims slash survivors, because inherently we are victims at the beginning because we are being taken advantage of and we don't even know it. You don't know it. And this is again why people are out there seeking podcasts and they're on bulletin boards because they don't understand. They're confused. They don't understand what these people are doing. They're constantly shape-shifting. One minute they hate you. The next minute they love you. Or so it seems. And they're begging you to come back. Well, narcissists don't usually do that. They might here and there, but borderlines might. They can't live with the idea of you being gone, but they can't live with you. It's a, it's a paradox. It's an oxymoron. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to put up with this? And I keep asking this. This is a current underlying theme of these podcasts because you do need to take inventory and ask yourself, do you want to continue to put the effort in knowing full well that it's going to be in most cases unrequited. And that's with a family member as well. You know, it's difficult to think about going no contact with a mother, father, uncle, aunt, cousin, somebody who you love, but maybe that's what's best for you. And especially if you're in a relationship with another person who is not related to you, you have to ask yourself, What's wrong with me? Why am I continuing to perpetuate this relationship? Why am I leaving and going back? Why am I acting like them? Why am I hoping that they're going to be somebody who they aren't? And remember, when they try to hoover you back, when they breadcrumb you, what they're doing is not for you. What they do is not for you. It's for them. They want you back in the fold so that they can continue to basically use you as whatever supply you happen to be. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I'd appreciate your five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It helps spread the word. It helps raise our consciousness. And perhaps it helps us understand 
And maybe it gives us some solace and some comfort knowing that we're not alone and that what is happening is wrong. You know, love is not abuse. Abuse is not love. Let's not misinterpret that. And let's open our hearts and our minds to something that might be a little bit less dysfunctional and more rewarding to ourselves. New podcasts loaded every single Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, myinnertorch at gmail.com. Thank you for your continued listenership. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch. <laughs>